This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. We have not installed a different front than we've had in the past in our system in the last two years. So it's just guys playing different spots, changing some alignments, um, but the overall structure, you're going to see the the outside linebacker on the line of scrimmage more um, because that's the skill set of the guys that we had. Everybody's saying a 3-4, but if you look at our system in the last two years, we've had three different front families based out of a 3-4. Nobody considered us a 3-4. That's Todd Wash, Jaguars defensive coordinator, talking today for the first time in a long time. Everybody kind of assuming it's a 3-4 look for the Jags based on the personnel they either drafted or signed in free agency. And we all kind of leaned that way. But uh, Todd Wash basically saying, hey, listen, we've been mixing it up more than you guys want to give us credit for over the last couple of years. We're going to continue to mix it up. We're 4-3 in principle. And... uh will show some tendencies of a 3-4 as well. And and you mentioned the 50 defense in there. So we'll see where it goes uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think Austin's big issue with that is what's your identity? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a fair one because, quite frankly, we asked all last year, what's this team's identity? Uh, you want to have an identity on offense and defense. And I think those are fair questions. Those are open-ended questions right now. For the Jacksonville Jaguars on both sides of the football, yeah. wouldn't you say? Especially with the youngest team in the NFL. It's one thing that if you have a lot of vets that have been ingrained in the system, you throw new wrinkles out there, you do new things. But when you have an extremely young team, a team that last year obviously lacked a little bit of discipline um, in terms of gap integrity, in terms of lining up the right spot, well, you kind of have to set a precedent of what your identity is now. Maybe that team knows what the identity is. Maybe we don't know what it is. Maybe that question wasn't asked. But I'm just saying from where I sit right now, I'm not sure what the Jaguars' identity is on defense. Yeah, and by the way, I don't know if we know the identity of anything. A couple weeks ago on the show, and we brought it up again a couple days ago when Steven called in and said, what's Doug Marone's identity? You know, what is he as a coach? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we said kind of players coach, but what what does he want this identity of his football team to be? And then offensively, we don't know what Jay Gruden's going to do with Gardner Minshew. This offense has run through the running back really for the better part of its existence of fr- in the franchise's history, yeah. whether it's Fred Taylor, whether it's Maurice Jones-Drew, and now whether it's Leonard Fournette. Is all of a sudden now this offense going to run through the quarterback like most teams do around the National Football League? Yeah. And so we don't know that. We don't know the identity of the football team. And when it comes to the quarterback, Colin Kaepernick's name has been brought up. We brought him up in the last segment uh, just uh, for a couple of minutes and said, hey, what if w- would the Jags consider? And if you're just catching on, we brought it up in the context of Shad Khan had met with players this week on a Zoom call. And those conversations are about the Black Lives Matter movement. And what more can they do? Jaguars have been very much out in front of this. And they've gotten a bunch of uh, accolades around the league from former players, from current players, uh, from people uh, in the organization for already sparking change and being leaders on that front. And Khan has continued the conversations much to his credit. He joined a Zoom call, and I'm, I'm assuming those conversations are, hey, what more can we do? How can we help? How do we continue to put to keep this, sustain this, move this forward, be a part of it, be a leader in it? And use our platform to do it. And so what we said in the last segment is, could a player have said, hey, what about signing Colin Kaepernick? Mm-hmm. You know, what about giving him a chance? The guy that really spearheaded this movement in the last handful of years. 
To be fair, though, when you think about it, how many players on this roster right now played during the time of Colin Kaepernick taking the knee? Absolutely, you know, like, like actually played in the NFL. Yeah, like if you think back to that time in London when Shad Khan was interlocking hands, yeah, you know, yeah. interlocking arms with everybody. Like, how how many of those guys are still on the team? It's a fair question. Well, on the team, still not many. I mean, you have Avery Jones, sure. Brandon Linder, uh, Doug Marone was here, of course. Miles Jack was here. Uh, there's a longer list than that, but okay. uh, you know, it's was Keelan Cole around? Keelan Cole, I think, would have been around. Okay. Uh, so. There's so, so there's a, there's a couple. Then. There's a longer yeah. list than you probably think, sure. but even around this, is a young football team is your point. Yes. So I, I get what you're saying. But would somebody have said that? Again, we're just at, we're just wondering. We have no idea if they did. We we just wonder. Could someone say? You said yeah. You wouldn't be surprised if this name did come up. Here's another thought on it. And this is we were talking after the show yesterday, and this is how we got to this topic. And take you back to 2012, I want to say. Shad Khan, new owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow conversation <laughs> is in play. Sure. Remember the Jets, the Jags. <clears throat> I mean, I remember, man, we, we were in conversations with people that were close to Tebow and like decisions coming soon. I mean, I can remember it like it was yesterday where I was, like we were in our news director's office in TV land. We were just waiting at the desk. We're ready to go on. I mean, Tebow's basically making the choice, it seems like. Jets or Jacks and ends up going with the Jets. Sure. Bigger platform was promised more is, is the story. Mm-hmm. Jags wouldn't promise as much, but no doubt Shad Khan was open to the idea of Tebow back at that time. And it almost happened. Didn't happen. Okay. Fast forward to 2017. Okay. Go ahead. Well, Shad Khan was open, but Dave Caldwell wasn't. Well, Dave Caldwell, this is this is not Dave Caldwell. This is when you're still playing, and this is uh, Gene were... Smith and Mike Malarkey. That's Gene Smith and Mike Malarkey year. Yes. No, you're then, thinking Dave Caldwell wasn't open even if he's released. Okay, yeah, that's you're after. Right. That's after. So, yes, Dave Caldwell said that, but that's okay, after. I got you. Okay, the, okay. The year that, I got again, you. I'm still a big believer in the year that Malarkey was the coach and you guys went 2-14. and 14, Yeah. There was this cloud, is what I've been told mm-hmm. by some, mm-hmm. that... Well, basically, Gene Smith and company said, we can win without Tim Tebow. We don't need Tim Tebow. They told that to the owner, and well, we, yeah. we and they went 2-14. and 14. So there was like this cloud overhead, like, oh, we kind of told them we don't need them, or we're going to do it, we're going to make the playoffs without them, we're, we're going to promise all these things, and then didn't live up to it. I'm saying, though, from a locker room perspective as well, there was a lot of guys in the locker room that didn't believe in Tim Tebow was a great quarterback. Absolutely. Okay, like, there's a lot of guys that... And, Listen. Take the take the media attention off of it. Take the the whole sideshow off of it. There was just guys in that locker room that thought, "Why would you bring Tim Tim Tebow in? Because he does nothing for you at the quarterback position." That was some thought. Just saying. Yeah, well, no doubt. I think that yeah. was thought across the league and a, sure. on a bunch of different teams. So you're yeah. in Denver, who, but, who he, he led. True, but let's, let's be honest. A lot of people want to point the fact, well, it's because he's really religious, and that the media would bring that up, and it'll be a sideshow because of that. That's yeah. why teams are scared off of Tim Tebow. Well, T- I think they were they were a bit afraid of Tebow because of the circus that would follow, sure. regardless of what stance it is, whether it's religion, whether it's he's yeah. just an, an icon, essentially, especially here in the state of Florida. I mean, I joked around. I mean, every time Tebow would go to the bathroom, our news department would want to know. Yeah. You so, know, yeah, I the, mean, that's what that's Tebow would have brought. So the, the, right? whole, the, whole, the, yeah, the whole sideshow, like teams were 
very concerned about that. I'm just saying from my locker room that I was in back in 2012, we weren't concerned about the sideshow. I got we you. We were just saying that why would you bring him in when we don't think we can win games with him? I got you. Yeah, from a football-only standpoint. Correct. Uh, so, But anyway, my point being there is Sean Conn had interest mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. First year of ownership, full year, I think it would have been, 2012. Then, fast forward to 2017. Mm-hmm around the protests of Colin Kaepernick. He's available. And Shad Khan was asked, would you give Colin Kaepernick a a chance? And paraphrasing, he basically says, be open to it. Mm -hmm. Tom Coughlin, once again, I can remember where I was in this one too. I was in Atlanta on a conference call here, listening to the phone call. But uh, the, and Tom Coughlin said, we're not interested. Mm Mm-hmm. On a conference call. So we're not interested. And that kind of ended it there. So my point being now here in 2020, Shad Khan had a chance to take a chance on a guy like Tebow. Kind of got to listen to his football people. They said no. Shad Khan in 17 had a, you know, if he wanted to entertain. I'm not saying they were close to bringing in Kaepernick, but would entertain it. Mm-hmm. Listen to his football people. They said no. Here we are in 2020. Would Shad Khan finally say, hey, listen, I ain't listen to my football people. I think it's a good idea if we give this guy a try. Uh, and and yeah, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not listening, but I'm going to make the decision here. He's uh, well, I, see, No, no. no the, the reason why I kind of scuffed you off a little bit there was because you said football people. If you were football people, why wouldn't you bring Colin Kaepernick in? You, you can't be football people, but then also be, well, we don't want the, the circus that's going to come with it. That's not your job to worry about that. Let the, let the marketing department, let, let Shad Khan worry about that part. He's the owner of the team. If we're talking just X's and O's, just a football department, well, then I see a guy in Colin Kaepernick that took his team to a Super Bowl. I don't care what his overall numbers are. I don't care what his overall QB rating is. I know that Colin Kaepernick took the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl. And I know that every other quarterback that's done that, that's taking his team to a Super Bowl, still has a job or is retired, okay? Even Joe Flacco's still out there someplace Mm -hmm. in the the atmosphere, hanging out, okay? So, once again, if I'm a football guy, if I'm an X's and O's guy, and it's my job to put my team in the best position to win, then yes, I bring in Colin Kaepernick for a workout, and we see what he has. No questions asked. But if we're both football people and we're having this discussion, I could simply say I'm a football guy, too, and I say he hasn't played in four years, man. So then see what he has. Give him a workout and see what th- – th- th- that's the question. Fair enough. Guess what, guess what, Brent? Right now I'm saying I, I still think he has something, and you're saying he doesn't. Well, we – you and I, both football guys, we don't know. So let's find out. Yeah. It's the Gardner Minshew effect, right? We're not going to draft a first-round quarterback because you don't know. Well, we're not going to say pass on Colin Kaepernick. We're not going to say sign Colin Kaepernick because we don't know. So let's give him a tryout and see what he's got. So that's the point of the conversation. Yeah. Is do you does Shad Khan say? And by the way, let's take it away from football for a moment. Okay. Okay. Yep. Let's take it away and say minority owner in the NFL. Sure. First one. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a match. Now, we, when we talked about this yesterday off the air, we wondered if you want to just take it away from football and say, is it a statement and, and we're making progress in the NFL? Is it more powerful if, say, Jerry Jones signs Colin Kaepernick or a white owner, if you will, signs Colin Kaepernick? 
I don't know. Yeah. I think if Colin Kaepernick gets an opportunity, I think that's powerful enough. Well, there's 32 opportunities out there, and if he got one, I, I don't. I think it would say a lot for Shad Khan to give him that opportunity. So does Shad Khan see that and say, you know what, I'm going to give him an opportunity. If if he make if he's good, he's good. If he's not, well, he's not. So he can go on elsewhere. I also say this: What are you concerned of outside the football field? Okay, these are fair questions. I think the circus, much like I thought they were fair questions around Tebow, by the way. The 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 outside hype, distractions, the everything that goes into it, especially around. Well, you have to judge a young football team. Are they can they handle this kind of stuff? Hmm. All the scrutiny, all the attention, all the talk about a guy that might really not even play. Those are fair questions, I think. If you're an owner, they're fair questions. That's what I'm saying. But we're if, taking no, it but, outside of football. No, exactly. My point, though, is if you're a football guy and you're trying to advise Shad Conrad right now to not bring Colin Kaepernick in, why? Because you're you're worried about your culture? Because you're worried about the optics? Well, then guess what? If you're saying that you can't ha- handle Colin Kaepernick on your team and you can't handle the media, then guess what? You might suck at your job then, to, to be frank. Okay, if you're worried about bringing a guy in because how the media is going to perceive him, if you're worried about the distractions to your football team, if you're worried about the fan base and all those distractions, well, then what are you doing in the NFL? Okay, you shouldn't be worried about that stuff. You you should build a culture. You should build a team that can cultivate that. And you're telling me that you can't. So once again, that's the football side of it. Now, if you're shot kind of like you're saying, Brent, you take it all into account. All right, because it's more than just X's and O's. It is. It's it's everything. And that's the, fact. And that is fact. And, and I'm not beating around that bush whatsoever. And, and let's go visit the elephant in the room then. Sure. It's Jacksonville. It's a military town. Correct. It's kneeling during the national anthem. Correct. It's all of those other things that Colin Kaepernick now represents. Yeah. And it's divisive. Some people agree. Some people don't. And that is something else to weigh if you're making this decision. Mm-hmm. Fair? It is. What I would say to that, though, is the door open in 2020 because guess what? There's a decent chance you ain't selling a ticket in 2020. Here's the point, okay? And here's what I'm going to say about it. And you're right, okay? The I mean, pandemic, you might not have fans. Sure. And that's a good point. But I'm saying it from this. And keep in mind, Brent, you know me. I'm an X's and O's guy, right? Like, I don't think too much about. You know, the the monetary value. I don't think too much about the marketing. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. I understand Gardner Minshew right now is a hot commodity because the mustache and the jean shorts and the bandana. I understand all that stuff helps out the brand. It helps out his brand and it helps out the Jaguars. Well, you, you want to talk about a team in Jacksonville that is trying to be global. You want to talk about a team in Jacksonville that was supposed to play two games in London this year. You know what I saw last time I turned on the TV in London, what was happening? I saw tens of thousands of people protesting for Black Lives Matter, okay? So those people, they know who Colin Kaepernick is, okay? And if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and you're trying to set up your second home in London and you're trying to get the quote-unquote two home games a year in London, what are those people protesting right now for the cause going to think if they sign Colin Kaepernick? I'm sure they're going to think, you know what? The Jacksonville Jaguars are our team. So once again... Marketing and branding and bringing in the money and all that stuff, that's not my forte. But I guarantee that if you're trying to help yourself in London right now, and you're trying to build the brand in London, signing Colin Kaepernick's going to help. 
Yeah, interesting. And those are the conversations that could take place. That's why we have the conversation. We, we were talking a little bit about it yesterday, and I think a lot of these things come up. I think mm-hmm. it does reference. I think if I'm Shad Khan, I'm thinking about, wait a minute, 2012 Tebow, 2017 Kaepernick question. I got my football people said, no, 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 no. You don't need that. You don't need that. And by the way, I think the football people may have said that for a variety of reasons. Like, hey, we don't. We don't really think he's that great. Like, we wouldn't bring him in without all this stuff. Sure. Or for both Tebow and for Kaepernick. Like, we're not that high on him. You know, mm-hmm. people value and, ju- and and grade players differently. Absolutely. But there's also a fair curiosity if those football people made those decisions because of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. The distractions and what it could do to the culture and all that stuff. And, and, Absolutely. Yeah, and once again, I'm just going to drive home the point. If your job is to win football games and you're worried about distractions from the outside world, then you're not doing your job as a football guy. Okay, simple as that. I I, I would love to – we haven't seen too many examples of it. But I don't think we've seen too many examples of it. These are two that come to mind this past decade, of course, with Tebow and, and Kaepernick in yeah. two totally different ways. But sure. I got to believe it comes in the equation. I just believe it comes into the no, equation. And, and, and I'm sure it does. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I think it has. That's How my can point. it not? Yeah. And I'm, listen. And, and, I, and that's, that's not just fun. here in Jacksonville. I mean, you have 32 teams that haven't offered workouts for for these guys over the years. That's fine. Right? No. And and, and listen, Brent, I, I've been in those locker rooms, and I understand how it works. Yeah. And even to right now, you know, where we always talk about the change that's happening in the streets, all these protests. Like, we, we, we agree that things feel different. Well, I guarantee you right now, maybe 29, 28 NFL owners are like, we don't, we, we don't want this on our team. We don't, we don't want this distraction. We don't want the circus that's going to come with bringing Colin Kaepernick. And when I say that, it's the football guys that are saying that as well. Okay. And I'm just saying from my opinion, everything that I know about the game, if you're worried about what the media, what the fan base, what the outside world thinks about yourself, then you're not doing a good job at football. Just focus on football. Let the marketing department focus on their stuff and meet in the middle someplace. But like, if I'm trying to coach a team, then I embrace Colin Kaepernick because guess what? We always talk about the egos of like trying to build a team and build a culture. Accept the challenge then. Don't shy away from the challenge because, and once again, we don't know if he's going to be talented or not. But if there's talent in that challenge, then why wouldn't you bring him on board? Uh, Richie P, by the way, says stop when I ask the question. Uh, running Dad says go ahead and hire him. I won't be in attendance, nor will I be watching on TV. But the interesting point of that is, okay, maybe you won't be watching on TV, but you might not be in attendance either way this year. Sure. Uh, I think that's an interesting facet to taking a risk this time around mm-hmm. uh, for, for ShotCon to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he was interested, John V brings up an interest. Nah, three years ago I was in favor, but it's just been too long now. I don't care uh, how good a shape he's still in. You don't just jump back into professional football after being away four years. That's fa- I think that's fair. I don't think we can assume because he put a workout on in Atlanta that he's going to jump back in and, and be great. Mm-hmm. But you're also not asking him potentially if you to yeah. be great. First of all, it's free to work a guy out. Yeah, most of the time doesn't cost anything. Secondly, it's Potentially a Taysom Hill kind of role if you envision that. Yeah, you, know, you got to well, envision th- that. That's what you, I envision. Way, you got, but you also got to believe in that. If you're Jay Gruden, you got to believe in that. Correct. Like he didn't go draft somebody or sign somebody because he says, "I love what they're doing in New Orleans. Let's try it here." 
Yeah, you got to yeah. believe in it. It's sure. got to be something that you want to be able to do and embrace. Mm -hmm. And also, it begs the question, at least at this stage of it right now, when you didn't have OTAs, when you didn't have minicamp, when you've only had virtual sessions, you already have enough on your plate when you get into camp. Are you going to add something else? From yeah. a football point of view, it, it certainly adds that uh, uh, to the equation. It's an interesting conversation, man. It's uh, it, People are asking the conversation. People are saying, hey, next thing, you got to give Cap a job. you got to give him an opportunity. I just think here in Jacksonville, it's an interesting one. Yeah, one, because Shad Khan's a minority owner, absolutely. Two, because the Jaguars have been very progressive over the last week in really leading this movement. Mm -hmm. And three, where is he from a football? It's not like you're loaded in the QB room. It's. It, I mean, you do. You believe in Minshew, then that's good. Yeah. I, they want to see. I think he's the guy. And you're not bringing Kaepernick to compete for Minshew's job. Probably not. You're but not. I mean, uh, well, you, you, you got to say it. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. This is Minshew's team right now, and I'll just drive this point home, Brent. All right. Like, just from an X's and O's standpoint, take away everything else. Why wouldn't you just give the guy a chance to see what he has? Because if you can run that wildcat, because that's what that's what Kyle Kaepernick does, okay? I mean, listen, I understand that he's been out of the game for a couple years. Can he still run a 4-4, four, 4-5, four, four, even a 4-6? If he can, well, then that's going to be a weapon for you, I feel like. So I would just at least give him a shot. And if, he, if it doesn't pan out, then so be it. You got nothing to lose. Uh, the RLM, Cowboy Jack says, really just freaking stupid. Makes no sense. You taking a knee to appease. I'm not appeasing anybody, uh, Cowboy Jacks. We're having a conversation about uh, potentially the same kind Where's, of conversation 32 teams could be having. Uh, <laughs> what, was that on Twitter? You wrote yeah. that? Okay, so you're, you're watching on the stream. I'm going to drive this point home one more time. And get it? Everybody, I get it. It's Friday. We got we got feet in the parking lot right now. We're on vacation. I understand it. I cannot stress this point enough. Take away all the optics of taking a knee and take away all the politics about it. And just come from the football standpoint, okay? Because if you want to bring in politics, I can go through a laundry list of guys who have been arrested, who have been accused of domestic violence, and still have jobs in the NFL, okay? So we're not talking right now about the politics. I'm talking about the X's and O's. And if that's the case, why not give Colin Kaepernick a chance to see if he can benefit your team? That's all I'm saying. Take away the politics. Just worry about the football player, and let's see what we got. Uh, we'll see if uh, anybody does do it. And, and if, I, again, I've heard nothing of the sort here in Jacksonville. Uh, just a conversation sure. uh, to be had here on a Friday of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martin, Austin Lane. Uh, we've asked earlier in the show, memorabilia, your favorite piece. And uh, we have some more answers. Marcus Paul says, I have an authentic autographed Jaguar football from 1998-99, signed by Kevin Hardy, Jimmy Smith, Keita McCardo, a collector's dream for a Jaguars fan. Chris King says, a signed Sterling Marlin diecast. Sterling oh, Marlin's yeah. a name? <laughs> I like it, man. Miami 5. Now, this one, this one would be close Sterling to my heart. Marlin. Two signed Dan Marino footballs. I have one. Uh, which is uh, a pride of uh, mine. Yeah. 1977 Dodgers roster signed ball cap. At least 20 well-known players. So uh, there you go. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing the diecast Sterling Marlin uh, Kodak car in the front in the living room that my stepdad used to have. Our like, buddy yeah, Barry Milligan stuff. says I have my program and ticket stub from Hearns Leonard, the first edition from Caesar's Palace. Jeez, ah, that's pretty good. Wow, uh, impressive. That is uh, very good. Let's see what else. If I got a couple other ones before we uh, head to a break. 
because we had a really a good amount of uh, responses here. So I'm kind of going down the list. Where did I leave off right here? Autograph Bertie Carbo card or limited edition frame picture from the final skate at the old Boston Garden, says Joe. Very nice. Uh <laughs> uh, there is my Jacksonville Suns baseball card picture put on here. <laughs> uh, OJ Simpson signed. Here's the thing: a, in a Buffalo Bills, this is, we should ask Martin this question. How's OJ stuff? Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and as messed up as this is going to sound, like when everything went down, you know, with, the, with with that Ford Bronco and everything, did it go up or down? Oh, uh, I bet it. I bet it has gone up over the years. Yeah. He might be one of those guys that when he dies, it goes up more. Yeah. Right? But but you know what I'm saying? Like when someone gets accused of like such a horrific yeah. thing, I mean... Let's ask him. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have we'll to ask him. him. I also wonder about a guy like Tyson. We'll ask him next week because Tyson seems like he's resurging. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So I wonder if some of his memorabilia is resurging uh, as well. All right, we'll get to more of these. When we come back, how good is the Jags supporting cast? Uh, NFL analysts don't think it's very good. Brent's upset. Mm-hmm. Brent's going to be emotional. Friday on ESPN 690. You know, obviously, I've had conversations with Schobert and that kind of stuff. You know, he will be the Mike linebacker. Um, he's doing a really good job. The biggest transition, especially with these vets that transition to a different team, it's more verbiage than anything. It, you know, just for them understanding what we call things, how we adjust to things is the biggest adjustment. But uh, he, he's doing a great job with that. There already has a really good relationship with Miles. Obviously, my relationship with Miles, I talked to Miles a little bit more than Schobert right now just because of the relationship in the past. Um, but he, he's uh, Miles is bragging about him, his leadership, um, how intelligent he is. Obviously, you know we look forward to him playing the Mike linebacker spot. That's Tad Wash. <laughs> yeah, I bring up baby. Uh, we already did a mystery thing today at Palm yeah, Beach yeah. Autographs, so we'll bring it back. Uh, uh, I love games, though, man. I know, fun. Yeah. I know, especially on a Friday. Oh, Let's go sit underneath the tree and have class out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nothing better. By the way, I'd li- I'm happy to tell everybody that my resolution for. Uh, um, Monday through Thursday, or four day, not, not even sure. Monday through Thursday, four day work weeks yep. has passed from uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day, so everybody's on board with it. Nice man, I'll be elected. I'll be running for office at some can point. Can I? Uh, can you bring me into some kind of assistant? I don't know. What do you? What do you? What do you do I before know. I even get in? You already want me to well, be hey, corrupt? I mean, uh, whoa, man! I'm trying <laughs> to help you out here. Hey, remember, fortune favors the bold. Sorry, uh, okay. There. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, that's a million-dollar idea right there, Brent. It is. Yeah. Uh, we'll listen to Tim McGraw music <laughs> along the way. Uh, <laughs> Brent Martin, Austin Lane. Coos here on a Friday. hope everybody's doing well heading into a weekend. Uh, it certainly feels like summer now, doesn't it? Oh, I know. It's been so hot this yeah. week. Uh, Humid. The, the storms. It's, it's going to get you. hope everybody's uh, going to have a good weekend ahead. Thanks to Martin Buckley for coming on. Talk memorabilia. Talk about the college uh, athlete and being able to get an endorsement. That'll be a big thing. I think there was one other side of that uh, story, by the way, is how much will how much will a guy have a chance to make, or a gal for that matter? Sure. Like, I wonder how much you know, if if it's $25 a piece, say, I was going to sign Austin Lane, I'll give you 25 bucks for every every uh, helmet you sign. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, how many do you sign? Do you, well, is that a is that a fifteen thousand dollar thing? Is that yeah? A, I mean, first of all, I'm going to ask a lot more than twenty five. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be at least a hundred. Uh, I've over ten thousand Twitter followers now. Yeah, so that's important. I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. Um, how many Instagram followers? 
about that. <laughs> no, I mean, th- listen, that's that, that, that's a great question, Brent, and that's going to make us kind of be negotiated. And it's, isn't it kind of funny that we're here right now, right? Because if you remember, at least my argument was just license the name. That, that, that's all I wanted. And now, like, they're going above and beyond. And I'm not mad at it because you know what that means? It means more money for the student-athlete. But now we're talking about contracts. We're talking about, you know, like – pay scales it's just i'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it right now until i see more things and more information about i, I it, think I guess. that will you know be it's going to be like florida set precedent they put the squeeze yeah. on the ncaa but now who will set president precedent mm-hmm. in in making the offer mm-hmm. and what will the offer look like what kind of player like to be honest with you i don't know what kind of transcendent player they have that would garner a a lot of it. Could Kyle Trask be that guy for Florida? Maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, are you better off if you're uh, if you're around here signing one of their baseball players that might be a big leaguer and a yeah. star someday? I well, mean, maybe. I, I don't know. Florida's got that tight end though. It's supposed to go first round next year yeah, for Pitts. sure. Pitts. Kyle yeah. Pitts. Yeah, uh, could. I don't know. Is he transcendent? I don't know. Uh, you Is know, Travis Kelsey. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Could I mean, Marvin Wilson from Florida State sure. be a guy? Sure. You know, I mean, yeah. he's a big time player, top ten pick guy. Yep. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of it, it. It'll be a very interesting 12 months on this topic because what this did today is it, it sparked it mm-hmm. and it, it ignited it here in the state of Florida and everyone's following suit, no doubt, because they don't want to lose behind. You're going to have all. I don't know if there are lobbyists for college football programs. I'm sure there are, but and if there are, they're at the steps of every mayor, governor. You better believe it, man. You know. Senator, whatever it is, right now in their yeah. state, because hey, all the recruits are going here mm-hmm. for the next year, wouldn't you? Absolutely. So you brought up that point; it's a really good point. So fascinating. We talked a little bit about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I know it's a subject sometimes that gets divisive. Uh, I we we just raised the conversation. Would the Jags have the conversation? Did they have the conversation from player to owner uh, this week uh, on a Zoom call, or would Shad Khan entertain the idea of it? Uh, and would it make you better on the football field? All those things. I mean, and we did that for the last half hour. It's it's a fascinating discussion on Colin Kaepernick around the NFL. I am not, by the way, in the camp of, hey, you need to give Colin Kaepernick a job to continue the, the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's good. I've said this on the show. I said I don't I'm not keeping score here of, wow, OK, well, since this happened in 17, they have to make it up to somebody if he's deserving of a spot if he's ready for a spot i think they somebody's going to give him a tryout i think somebody's going to this opens the door for people to feel comfortable if you will and probably should have before anyway but it, it does open the door for teams to feel comfortable mm-hmm. to say all right we'll give him a shot let's see what he's got let's evaluate him mm-hmm. and much like any other player yeah. well, <laughs> but it won't be like any other workout <laughs> and listen and once again to and real quick with kaepernick thing i don't consider myself a big marketing guru or, or a business guy but I mean, what does that do for the Jaguars brand? I understand we live in a military town and a lot of people would be, be against it, but from a global brand, I mean, do you see London? Because, I mean, I think the goal right now for the Jaguars is obviously to get London aboard. Like, I think right now if you go to London games, you'll see jerseys of every single NFL team, right? But, like, if you bring on Kaepernick, can that unite really, you know, the the city in London or even the country of England where it's like, yeah, the, the Jaguars are our team now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the London stuff's a stretch. You know, it, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. And, and I and maybe it's not a stretch. Mm-hmm. From my vantage point, maybe it's more I don't want it to be a part of it. <laughs> no, know? for sure. Yeah, because so, that, that kind of cheapens the whole deal, right? It, it's like, well, let's 
increase the numbers in London. Yeah, I get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know where the London thing's going. I don't think there's going to be a team in London. I think everybody's backed off that, all that stuff. But the Jags have built a base there, and we'll see how long they play there. And, and if it's two games, if it's one, I think there's a lot to be determined. And this year really changed the course of that because of the pandemic. I get what you're saying. I just don't know how – like, if if that happened here, I just think London would be such a periphery of, of the conversation. Sure. Um, maybe part of it, though. Maybe something to consider. I, yeah. I mean, you consider everything. Uh, i got a couple more comments on it today. Marcus Paul says he's a QB. We may need an additional QB talent on the team. Also, his hiring could bring a great deal of positive press for the team in the city. Competition's good, a win-win. Well, if you believe that, uh, there yeah. also will bring negative press, too. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just part of it. Uh, and it just depends what side you fall on. <laughs> this might be a fair one for me. Uh, D says, come on, Brett. You already complained about Minshew getting disrespected by National media. If Jags sign Cap, you'll hear more about Captain Minshew, and I know you don't want that. <laughs> Not <laughs> bad. From my wait. point, you're right. I, I kind of do feel that way. You you might be right. Not Listen, a bad point. <laughs> we're just bringing up the conversation, by the way. Uh, I, I would... I don't... Uh, I'd hesitate to sit here and say I'm advocating for the Jaguars to do this. Uh, I, I don't feel that strongly about it. Yeah. I just... I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious. The table has been set for every team in the NFL. Yeah. But we gave you a bunch of reasons why it could be set for this one. I just think that we're both curious to see. Let's find out what he has. If, if he's not good, then don't sign him. If he's good, then sign him. Simple as that. Yeah, for any team. For any uh, team. In the league. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Baldetti says, Brent, you know the game is better than me. I believe the city would be in favor of signing Elmer Fudd if we would win games. <laughs> and, oh, and listen, and, and that guy kind of shares my sentiments a little bit. That's right? more in line with what yeah, you're saying. Where you take the politics away. Can he win you ball games? Can he be a dynamic guy on offense? And then bring him in. Um, I'm sure there's some more bad ones too. But. No, no, that's uh, that's that's it for now. Oh, cool. uh, on the Kaepernick front. So, cool. all right. So, last topic of the day: supporting yeah. cast. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah, Brent's gonna cry. Yeah, the I guess Bleacher Report. Who shared this with us? I can't believe you, you even gave the satisfaction of naming who it's from. I thought you'd just be like, doesn't matter. It's national. So they say. Come on, come on, make it work for me here. Uh. Ranking every NFL's QB supporting cast for 2020. Correct. Not the QB, keep in mind, just the supporting cast. And and I I will say this. This is a great conversation, and we had this. We had this a while back before the draft. Are the Jags set up – are they setting up Gardner Minshew for success? Correct. We had that conversation. Have they done enough? Correct. Will they do enough? Mm -hmm. I think it's a criticism coming off the, the disappointment of the first couple rounds of the draft. Okay, is that enough for Gardner? Is that enough for this offense? In hindsight, you add Chris Thompson to the fold. You add Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert to the fold. You add LaVisca Chenault to the fold. All of a sudden, you know what? They did some things. Will they work? Who knows? But they did some things. Uh, they keep Leonard Fournette, not trade him away. They add uh, a young guy at the line. I don't think he's going to really help this year in, in Ben Barch. But, you know, they even get, they add some more depth to their tight end room in the draft. Mm-hmm. So, again, they, they also go get a few undrafted free agent running backs that might compete so i think i think it's fair to say they did some things uh to help sure. out in hindsight but did they do enough is the question well here's the rank the redskins are 32nd i'm gonna skip them <laughs> oh that's all we had to do <laughs> we had to go one team we had to go to one team to get to garden one, skip, in the Brent, Jags. one skip for you one thank goodness we saved a short segment for this they say, here's what they say about the Jags. Hit me with it. Whiteout DJ Chark looks to be a future number one receiver. 
Well, he kind of already is one number one receiver at the Pro Bowl, but go on. Hey, and we're ranked 31st? You believe that? We're ranked 31st? There's a lot of one receivers out there, Brent, but keep going. Chris Conley and D.D. Westbrook are low-end complimentary receivers. I mean... Rookie second-round of LaVisca <laughs> Chanel is so unproven, and it's coming off core muscle surgery. Wait a minute now. you got to come to bat with me on one thing. You thought before the draft that this receiving core was top 10 in the NFL. They didn't drop yeah. to number 31. Brent, you're not taking it. I said receiving core, but we didn't put in the running back and the tight end as well. I know. I'm just commenting on the receiving core right now. Okay, but we're, this is this is supporting cast. This is everybody. At tight end, the Jags are banking on a healthy Tyler Eifert. Enough said. <laughs> they, you know, they didn't have him say anything about Josh Oliver, but we don't know anything about Josh Oliver. They didn't even mention him. Sure. He's third-round pick last year. Come on. I believe in Brent, you, Josh. It's a, but it's a I mean, Brent, from the national perspective, it is a question yeah. mark. Come on. Running back Leonard Fournette coming off a career year. Yeah. Also, love the team in receptions, but... There's no guarantee that he'll have a second consecutive strong season. Well, no crap! There's no guarantee about anything in the NFL. Brent, okay. Let me talk you off the ledge real quick, and let's come back to a place I like to call reality real quickly, okay? If we look at the stats last year of where the Jaguars' offense ranked in terms of points per game, where do you think the Jaguars' offense ranked, Brent? Um... Per game offense? Points per game. Per, okay. Uh, no. They, I mean, you, you, hey, Sunshine and Rainbows, be a little more positive, man. Well, they averaged like 15.6 game, didn't they? 18.8. Oh, they were 18 and last year. And that put them ahead one, two, three, four, five, six teams. Okay. Wow, that's pretty good. Care to name those teams real quick? Washington. Correct. Uh, this, I stopped. Okay, so they're better than Pittsburgh last year. Ooh. They're better than Denver last year. Okay. They're better than Chicago. They're better than Cincinnati, better than the Jets, and better than the Redskins. Okay. So with that being said, the Jaguars didn't really bring anybody big in free agency in terms of offense besides Tyler Eifert, but let's be honest, Brent. It's a little bit of a question mark. Would you agree with me on that? Yes. Okay, correct. So now, if you look at the rosters, well, the Jags are better than Pittsburgh last year. Are they better than Pittsburgh this year? Come on. No, because you get yeah. the Ben Roethlisberger bump. Exactly. Are they better than Denver? Come we on. had this discussion of the day. Yes. Because of Judy. Well, that and Cortland Sutton, too, is pretty good. And Mel well, Sutton was already there. And Noah Fant. And Fant, who, okay. But if you're going to add the question marks of all these other guys, I mean, well, it's a fair question mark on Fant. You can't assume I mean, he's going to be good. Brent, I, I'm willing to venture a guess right now that Fant has a better year than Tyler Eifert. You want to not jot down another bet? Coos, put it on the books. All right, we, we're doing it right. And, 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 listen, I hate going against Jaguars players because I want to see them do well. <laughs> but I think Noah Fant will have a better year than Tyler Eifert. Deal? Yeah. You, you want to bet me? Okay, fine. Okay. So the way I see it. Put it listen, on the board. Yes. <laughs> the way I see it. Melvin Southside Gordon Chicago. versus Leonard Fournette. I mean, you could maybe say comparable. Gordon might have the slight edge. What would you say about that? Uh, I mean, okay. Well, at the, at the end of the day, right here, let's just say this. Then. Let's just call it a draw. Okay, we'll call it a draw at tight end, supposedly for you. We'll call it a draw at uh, back, you know, with Gordon and Fournette. Well, then it comes down to wide receiver. And Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, um, Tim Patrick, Deshaun Hamilton, I would honestly probably take Denver over Jacksonville right now with what I know. Okay? Now, we don't know what Chenault's going to be. We don't know what Jerry Judy's going to be. But going off those two guys, obviously Jerry Judy got taken ahead of Chenault. 
maybe for a reason, okay? So I put Denver ahead right now of Jacksonville. Okay, next team, the Chicago Bears. Jaguars are better than them last year. What the Bears have accomplished this offseason, are, are the Bears' offense better than the Jacksonville Jaguars, Brent? Your, your thoughts? Uh, you're going to have to remind me of what they did. Uh, they got Allen Robinson. They I've got, heard of him. Cordell Patterson, yeah, right. We got, somebody, we got <laughs> Allen Robinson, Cordell Patterson, Ted Ginn, uh, Anthony Miller at wide receiver. Brent's not buying it. Okay, Jimmy Graham, Ben Brockner. Seriously, don't you like the Jags receivers better as a whole? See, but here we go. We go head to head. I, I think who's better, Allen Robinson, DJ Chark? Push. I think, it's a, I think it'd be a push. Okay. I love a Rob, but uh, okay. I mean DJ Chark had a. Okay. I mean, a, D, L, in fairness, a Rob has a better. But he has more years, yeah. so he has a better resume. Who's better in the slot, Anthony Miller or D.D. Westbrook? Uh, okay, put, okay. Well, let's just let's call it a push, Brent. Fine, push the wide receivers, and then Jimmy Graham at tight end. By the way, the Denver Broncos on this list were number ten. Number oh, really? ten. Well, there you go. It goes to what I'm saying right now. So they, they've upgraded and the a little Jaguars bit. The Jaguars at thirty-one, and the Denver Broncos at ten. Where do you want the Jaguars then? What what teams are you seeing right now? I would probably say maybe the Panthers for sure. The Jaguars are better than. But what teams do you think right now then the Jaguars should be ranked above? All right, so they got Washington. I'd take them above Washington. Obviously, they also have the Jets at number thirty with Sam Darnold. But once again, it's not a quarterback thing. It's, it's no, no, the, no. Yeah, yeah. But they, they're oh. actually saying what's around the quarterback. Oh, so, okay. I got so you. So around quarterback, uh, Le'Veon Bell, they good got, name. They, they got Mims. They got Perryman. They got Crowder. Jags are better. Okay. You buy it? Who's better, Julian Edelman or DJ Chark? Uh, I'll take Chark. Okay. They have zero tight ends, by the way. Jags have a better tight end room than the New England Patriots. Who, who, who has the better question? Who has the better running back room? Come on, man, James White, come Sony on, Michelle, Rex Burkhead, come on now. I mean, how what? long do you think Burkhead and White are going to do this stuff? Fred, I mean, can we just be realist for I'll, a I'll second? Say so. here? I'll say okay. that. Okay, so I'll give them the running back room, man. Okay. but that's it. Okay. Well, keep in mind. Okay, fine. They're better than the Patriots. Okay. You See, but everybody's afraid it. of the Patriots. They're even at twenty nine on this list. Okay. The Dolphins. Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take AJ. I mean AJ. DJ. Uh, Parker's been... Uh, okay, go ahead. Keep going. Hey, I mean, he, he, had a, he had a really nice year. 72, he did, man. 72, 1,209 touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Preston Williams. Jordan Howard and Breida. <sighs> Good by name, but I mean... I, it's, they, I'm not so Jordan Howard. Are you buying that? Uh, do Big want, names. Do you want to call it a push? We'll call it a push. Call it a push. Uh, Parker, Gusecki. you got to remember, you like Chris Thompson, man. I do. Uh, Parker and Gasecki are really their two guys. They're they're high on Gasecki. And then they got, well, the Jags are better than the Dolphins. Okay, fine. You said it. They have Phillip Rivers at 27. Now, this surprises me. I mean, they're running back alone. Marlon Mack, yeah. We have Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack behind well, that the, offensive line. They, they don't they, they take an Naeem account. they Hines, too, in the sl- you can put them in the slot. They do. This surprises me. I wouldn't put the Jags ahead of they got the, the Colts. Who's their tight end? The, they got uh, Doyle. Yeah. The serviceable. I think I'd take him over Eifert with all the I'm just saying Eifert. they have 27. Yeah. Okay. How about Green Bay? <laughs> Look at me defending the Colts right now, by the way. Green Bay. <laughs> What's Green Bay? 26th. Ah, that's right, though. They have Jordan Love. They should be okay. <laughs> yeah. But they what have Devontae Adams. Yeah. What else do they have at receiver? Seriously, isn't that all the complaint up there? Yeah, that's about it. And then they have nothing at tight end. Mercedes is their guy. 
Yeah. They let Jimmy Graham go, right? Correct. Well, they, they got that cat from Cincinnati. And they have, now, listen, I think they're more dynamic in the backfield with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Oh, of course, man. But I, I'm not saying... They also I, got that Williams, This would be an interesting question for Aaron Rodgers. You take what the Jags have or you take what you have? Oh, if I'm Aaron Rodgers? Oh, man. I mean, Adams is good, man, but I would honestly... Because they got Alan Lazard as the other wide receiver. No offense to him. They got Devin Funches. <laughs> uh, they, they got Belva Scantling. <laughs> uh, they got Kumaro from University of Whitewater D3. <laughs> oh, hey, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, look, like, I love Gardner Minshew, man, but I think Aaron Rodgers right now would probably take Jacksonville's team over to the Packers on offense. How about Russell Wilson? What's he got? What, is, what website is this? He's at number 25. But it's the running backs, though, right? They got the they got uh, Penny and Carson, but both injury prone. Yep, and Carlos Hyde. But you got DK Metcalf. They got Greg Olson, but he's old. They got Metcalf and Lockett. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Not I mean, mad, but I mean, it's not great. I know, but man, a team that they did good, add Philip Dorsett too could yeah. help them. But other teams have tried that too; it hadn't worked. Keep going here, Coos. It's going to the, to the seven o'clock hour. The I don't Titans. Care. Yeah, yeah. They got Derrick Henry, they got A.J. Brown, and they have Delaney, Delaney Walker still? Yeah, Delaney Walker. Or is he out there? No, no, no he, they don't have him anymore. No, he's they have Jonathan Smith. They have Jonathan Smith, yeah. I'd probably lean the Titans, but it's almost like because of their offensive line is why this, I though, man. I think the Colts have a better options than the way Titans better. do. Way yeah. better. The Colts should be higher on this, or lower, or whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson, I think actually Watson Texans. has on... Paper, yeah. better weapons. Well, th- th- that's because the Houston Texans paid Brett Martin because they got sick and tired of me heckling them all the time, and they reached out to Brett Martin on the DM. So keep being a, but anyway, a Houston got, Texans supporter. I, listen, we're going to end the show. Yeah, but, let's go. I mean, I found like eight to ten teams I think the Jags are hey. equivalent or better to. Go earn it then, man. You got to go earn it. They should not be 31st. I think realistically they, a, a 28 spot would have been adequate. All right. 28 spot. Well, no, well, is that not good enough for you? What do you I'd, want? I'd still be flame. Okay. Fire, fire, <laughs> easy. fire and easy. flame shots. At, we have like one minute left in the show at, here. At, at Beach Bleacher Report. Beach What's Report. That? Go to the beach. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Jaguars are not as bad on offense as everybody says. To be honest with you, it's a lot to do with their offensive line. Correct. And one, they didn't one, factor one could offensive argue lines into a lot of play calling things. last year in the red zone as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I believe in you, Gardner. I believe I, in I you. I mean, are we ending the show offense. on a good note? Or are you so upset right nah, now? I'm last fine. thing I want you to lose. I'm like, fine because I think I won that. Okay. Because the last thing I want, like, listen, a little bit of advice for marriage. Don't go to bed angry. And I don't want Brent Martin to leave the studio angry. You good? Yeah, we're all good. It's the right. weekend. Have, Have a good, good weekend, weekend everybody. Dude. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll see you on TV this weekend. CBS 47 and Fox 30. Action Sports Jacks Primetime, 1030 on Fox 30, 1130 on CBS 47. Thanks for hanging with us. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.